0: Read to us on the Immaculate Conception by Father Leo Marsburg. We are contemplating for a few minutes the feast we celebrate on the 8th of December. And I would like to start that contemplation with the antiphon taken from Isaiah, which says, I exult for joy in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with a garment of salvation and robed me with a cloak of justice, like a bride adorned with her jewels. I believe this is a beautiful starting point for our conversation and our reflection on the Immaculate Conception. And I believe that I have to clarify an error which I myself for many years was subject to that the Immaculate Conception is the conception of Jesus in the womb of Mary this is not the case it is the conception of Mary in the womb of her mother Anna I believe that starts us off to think why is that something so exceptional why is that conception of Our Lady in the womb of Anna something which we celebrate in a feast day in a special feast day I believe it's because we rejoice in the Lord for the unique holiness he has given to Our Lady. Her unique holiness was not a special gift for her. She was not just a, a privileged woman whom the Lord has chosen. But he has chosen the whole humankind in her. She is only, maybe one could say, the point where he, where he entered that human history is also at the same time that entrance door but at the same time she is already the symbol and the aim the fulfillment and the example for that holiness for that unique holiness to which all humankind is called and god has somehow promised in that vocation which he gave to a lady he has promised that he will lead the whole of humankind to that holiness And Our Lady in Lourdes, she calls herself when the children ask her, Who are you? She says, I'm the Immaculate Conception. And we know that in baptism, which is symbolized also by the water of Lourdes, in baptism, we all are called to follow her into that holiness, into that complete cleanliness in front of God. And humankind will not find its peace unless it is Unless it is holy, whole, he will always suffer from from sin, always suffer from all kinds of distortions and in the end self destructions. As long as he's not following this holiness, and it's it's wonderful that in many cities in Central Europe, the, you have the statue of the Immaculate Heart as a reminder of the city that everybody is called to that holiness. I remember when John Paul II went to that statue in the city of Rome. He said, uh, what does Our Lady tell the city? What does it remind us of? And she reminds us that where sin increases, grace overflowed all the more, as St. Paul says in the letter to the Romans. She is the Immaculate Mother who tells the people of our time, do not be afraid. Jesus defeated evil uprooted it, freed us from his rule. These are the words of John Paul II. So I believe that this is our vocation to be reminded that with the grace of God, if we say yes, if we say amen, as our lady said, after the angel had told her that she would conceive Jesus in her womb, she agreed, she just accepted what God was doing. If we accept what God is doing with us, we also will develop into that reality of grace, And what is the first thing we have to accept? The first thing is we have to be clean in our heart. That Immaculate Conception certainly meant she was a clean of heart. But what does it mean? It means, I believe in the first place, that we do what we can do. That means opening our heart to forgiveness. Jesus has redeemed us because he forgave all of us, everything. All the sins and he only waits for us to open our hearts that he can make that forgiveness concrete in our life and so he wants to give us that clean heart we ourselves we cannot cleanse our hearts our hearts co hominum abyssus the hearts of men are an abyss we cannot enter our hearts none of us knows his own heart in depth we know the, the surface may be but a clean heart means to open it So that he, the Lord, his spirit can enter that heart and cleanse it from within. And what does that opening mean? It means that, for example, we can practice like like in Advent. Now we have four candles to wait for the coming of Christ. Every candle we could offer him one person, one hurt patient with which we are not reconciled. And we could offer him our will to be reconciled. We can say, Lord, I want to forgive this person. I want to be reconciled with what happened to me many years ago. And then we bring that gift to him, to the altar, for example, and we offer it at the offering of the gifts. We offer this hurt, this person, to him in our prayer. And then we ask him now, Lord, please you grant us that cleanliness of heart. You cleanse our heart from all resentment, from all hatred, so you you help us to be immaculate, to be completely reconciled with each other, and if we approach Christmas that way, then the feast of the Immaculate Heart of Our Lady gains his full significance, because she only offered herself as the entrance door to the redemption of humankind, and that redemption comes in Christ. That redemption has redeemed her, all generations, and us. So we can rejoice. In her and we can pray with the angel Hail Mary full of grace the Lord is with you so I pray for all of you that you may be able to cleanse your heart in the first step through forgiveness and then in the second third fourth and the infinite step through an incredible love which the Lord will instill in our clean hearts if we are ready to forgive and are reconciled to each other lot